Hi, beloved. I would like us to look at the story of the wedding at Cana, where Jesus performed his first miracle. I'm not going to be reading, but it's found in the book of John, chapter 2, verse 1 to 11, if you'd like to read it as a reference. But I'm going to be sharing the story with you so that you can connect as we continue. Now, this was a wedding. Jesus and his mother were there. And Jesus was invited or his mother was invited and Jesus tagged along. Or either way, both of them were invited. And they were in the wedding, you know, like every other guest. Until a point where wine finished. And the mother came to Jesus and said, there is no more wine. That was all she said. She didn't ask Jesus to do anything. She just informed him. There is no more wine. And Jesus said, Why do you involve me? Like, How is that any of my business? I'm just here to celebrate with the groom and bride. You know, eat party of rice and go home. <laughs> right? Jesus said, My hour has not come. Don't disturb me, oh, ah, let me eat, please. <laughs> but then the mother said, just do whatever he tells you. And I think Jesus responded to that, you know, not wanting to dishonor his mother. He decided to do something about it because he honored his mother. And so Jesus said to the, the servants, okay, you see those six jars that I used to for water you know the water used for ceremonial washing fill them up and the servants thinking okay maybe he's thinking that oh, when people are done they may want to wash and then go you know since there's no more wine everybody will soon start leaving because if I was the one probably that's what I would think <laughs> and they did but then the next instruction for me was a little crazy he says okay take a cup take out of that water and go give it to the master of ceremony uh hold on sir this is water and it's from pot used for ceremonial washing no one should drink from it right and then you're saying i should take water and go give it to this master of ceremony when they need wine um Okay, but your mother said we should do whatever you say, so I'll do it. So I'll, I'll take the cup, walk up to the master of ceremony, hand him the cup, and run. <laughs> I would run because I didn't know that Jesus could do miracles. No one knew that Jesus could do miracles at that time. Only his mother knew who he was, right? So these servants did not have a point of reference to say, okay, this man could do anything, right they just moved by the instruction of jesus's mother that they should do whatever he said so if i were the one i would have just handed the massive sermon the cup run or at least given some really safe distance to see what happens right because i wouldn't want the master of ceremony to drink it and then realize it's water and maybe the water tastes funny and then it pours it on me I need wine and you're giving me water. Well, that's not what happened, right? 
<laughs> what happened is that the master of ceremony exclaimed, Oh my God, who saves the best wine for last? You give people the best wine first so that when they are drunk, you give them cheap wine. Like, that's how it works. Well, in the world, yeah. But in the kingdom, nah. <laughs> nah. The wine only gets better. The wine only gets better. Now, how does this relate to us today? Because the Bible says in verse 11 that now the disciples believe in him after this. How does this connect to us today? What does water in this story mean to us? What does the wine mean to us? What does the cheap wine mean to us? What does the best wine mean to us? Now, the cheap wine are the pleasures that we had or we enjoyed as unbelievers before we were saved. All that was cheap wine. All the so-called pleasures we seem to have enjoyed is nothing. But to move from cheap wine to the best wine which is found in God and comes from God, we don't even have to do something crazy. We don't have to spend. We don't have to, you know, buy ourselves buy ourselves in. No. The water that this servants fetched was free water, right? And they put it in jars that seemed as ordinary as jars could be in those times. The jars for ceremonial cleaning were just normal jars, nothing special about them, really. And that is where they had to pour the water. So we see that God has a track record of using the simple and the ordinary things to lead us to the place of extraordinary and supernatural experiences. God instructs us very, with very simple instructions, very direct instructions that if we follow step by step, we will come to a place where our experiences will be beyond what we've ever experienced before. For example, simple instruction to move from cheap wine to the best wine, give me your life or better off, receive my life. Very simple. Just believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. You don't need to kill an animal. You don't need to pay anything. You just need to believe and confess. Very simple instruction. And as believers, oh, how do you stay in that place of belief? Pray. Talk to God. You don't have to spend anything. You don't have to do anything extra just pray spend time with him read his word and now you can get free bibles read his word right that's it just simple things and even in our walk with god as he leads us to a place of purpose instructions are simple oh sacrifice this oh spend your time doing this oh Make time for this person. Oh, fellowship with other people. Simple instructions. 
But why do we struggle with these instructions? I think we struggle because when we look at the instruction, the simplicity of the instruction, and the image of the future that we have for ourselves, and maybe the image of the promise that God has given to us, they do not seem to make sense, right? Like, okay, uh, you've called me to rule a nation, and then you're asking me to go serve in a local church in a village. Uh, shouldn't you be saying I should go to the city and serve in the biggest church I can find because there I could meet the big guys and then, you know, find my way in their league and all of that. God is saying, no, I want you to go serve in the local church. Simple instruction, right? But then it does not make sense when you compare it with what God has said to you. For example, we need wine. You're asking us to fetch water. How does that connect? Oh, they are both liquid. Okay, what else? <laughs> right? But if we can look beyond the simplicity of the instruction and understand that the one who instructs us knows the beginning and the end and knows the end from the beginning and we trust that it will not lead us astray nor lead us into error, we can come to just obey those simple instructions and see how he leads us. Because it is the water that turns to wine. It is the common that leads to the uncommon. It is the usual that leads to the unusual. It is the routine that leads to the special. It is the cheap that leads to the priceless. That is the journey. You don't need gimmicks and drama to come to the will of God. You just need to do the simple things that he has instructed consistently and continuously. Thank you for listening to this episode of Truth in 10. And I believe that it was a blessing to you. Please do the simple things. Trust God that he's taking you where he has promised. God bless you.